Good morning, gamers. Welcome to Morning Market, your trusted source for the latest in gaming news. Grab your morning potion and let's level up your day. The Nintendo Switch 2 won't launch until March 2025 at the earliest, according to a new report from Japanese publication Nikkei. The report suggests that Nintendo's next console is a Switch successor with similar hybrid functionality, but a larger screen. One reason for the March 2025 release window, according to Nikkei, is to ensure that Nintendo can manufacture enough launch stock to satisfy demand and combat scalpers. When the original Switch launched in March 2017, it faced shortages and scalping issues, prompting Nintendo to aim for a smoother launch this time around. The report indicates that March 2025 is the earliest possible launch date for Nintendo's next-generation console, suggesting it may not align with Nintendo's next financial year. However, given the pressure on Nintendo to release a successor to the nearly seven-year-old Switch, a post-March 2025 launch would be surprising. Nintendo recently announced that it had sold 13.74 million Switch units in the first nine months of the financial year, with sales remaining steady. The Switch has now sold 139.36 million units, making it one of the best-selling consoles of all time. Nintendo aims to continue promoting the appeal of the Switch and maximize hardware sales. One unanswered question is whether Nintendo's next-gen console will be backwards compatible with the Switch. With 122 million Switch players, it seems unlikely that Nintendo would abandon this user base, suggesting that backward compatibility may be a key feature of the new console. It looks like the PlayStation Portal is proving to be a pleasant surprise for Sony. In an interview looking back at the making of the cloud-based handheld, PlayStation Vice President of Product Management, Hiromi Wakai, talked about the thinking behind the machine and its performance, and dropped some hints on how well it's been doing. Although we don't have any numbers to share, the demand has continued to exceed our expectations, Wakai said. Wakai offers few other details, but does say that PlayStation was not surprised by some of the initial skepticism around the device. From the beginning, PlayStation Portal was intended to be a product best suited for people with specific needs and those who want to play in a specific way. So the reactions after the announcement were very much within our expectations. She says that the device was never intended to be a dedicated handheld and that initial discussions focused on how to expand the console game experience, not launch a separate handheld device. Dedicated handhelds have become a popular trend within the games industry in the wake of the Switch's success, with the Steam Deck leading the way. Unconfirmed rumors have also suggested that Xbox is working on a handheld of its own. Ultimately, Wakai credits the Portal's success to fans talking up potential use cases as well as positive feedback on its performance, with the Portal's most popular games including EA Sports FC, Call of Duty, Fortnite, and Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Wakai says that PlayStation has heard a lot of positive feedback from initial adopters, according to the interview, but she also acknowledges that unstable home internet has impacted the experience for some. The release of Ubisoft's pirate game Skull and Bones has caused a significant surge in the number of players enjoying Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag on Steam, 
According to reports from PC Games N and tracking website SteamDB, the player count for Black Flag, which has hovered around 1,000 for years, experienced a notable increase following the launch of Skull and Bones on February 16th. On the day of Skull and Bones' release, Black Flag saw a rise to 1,679 players, followed by 2,600 on February 17th and 3,226 on February 18th. This upward trend has persisted, with the player count not dropping below 2,401 since reaching a peak of 3,594 on February 25th. Notably, Skull and Bones has yet to debut on Steam, with Ubisoft opting for a PC release on the Epic Games Store and its own platform, making its player numbers unavailable for comparison. Skull and Bones, as described by creative director Justin Farron, promises a shared, systemic world where players can sail solo or form pirate gangs to disrupt trade routes in the Indian Ocean. However, the gameplay demo showcased a 5v5 arena multiplayer mode titled Loot Hunt, resembling hero shooters like Rainbow Six Siege and Overwatch. This mode is just one aspect of the larger game, which also includes a co-op open world and a single-player narrative campaign. Originally announced in 2017, Skull and Bones underwent several delays, causing anticipation to wane. Despite initial excitement for its promise of intense naval adventures akin to Black Flag, the game's arrival in 2024 has been met with relatively little fanfare. Final Fantasy and Smash Bros. fans were surprised over three years ago when Nintendo announced that Final Fantasy VII villain Sephiroth was joining the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate roster. It was such a surprise that not even the team remaking Final Fantasy VII knew it was happening. In an interview with Kinda Funny, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth director Naoki Hamaguchi revealed that he nor anyone else working on Rebirth knew that Sephiroth would be joining the fray in Nintendo's widely popular fighting game series. So actually, um, with sort of Sephiroth in Smash Brothers, it was actually extremely confidential that he was even going to be in it, Hamaguchi explained. So none of the dev team knew, including myself. So it was more like when the whole world knew it, and that's when we knew it like, oh, I had no idea. Hamaguchi's answer was a response to a question regarding whether or not the development team had any feedback, or if there were any takeaways from playing as Sephiroth in Smash Bros. Ultimate. While we have a few more days until Rebirth is out, we learned from a recent preview that Sephiroth will be a fully playable character. For nearly a year, Stardew Valley creator Eric Barone also known as Concerned Ape, has been teasing the farming simulator's massive patch 1.6. Now, after a development period longer than expected, the update finally has a release date. In a post on Twitter X today, Barone celebrated the game's 8th anniversary by announcing that the 1.6 update will be out on PC on March 19th, with console and mobile following soon after. In an update to the game's press site, Barone also noted that the game has sold an impressive 30 million copies across platforms, with over 19 million copies on PC throughout its eight years. With a new update on the horizon, a worldwide concert tour underway, an official cookbook coming soon, and now over 30 million copies sold, Stardew Valley is thriving more than ever, Barone wrote, 
As always, I'm eternally grateful to the players, you, for making all of this possible. Bandai Namco has revealed that Tekken 8 achieved sales of over 2 million copies within the first month of its launch. The fighting game, which debuted on January 26th on PC, via Steam, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, reached the 1 million mark on its initial release day and subsequently hit the 2 million milestone within the first month. Bandai Namco noted that these sales figures greatly outpace those of Tekken 7, the series' previous highest-selling installment, which has sold over 11.8 million copies worldwide and continues to be actively played. Tekken 8's sales trajectory mirrors that of its competitor, Street Fighter VI, which also achieved 2 million copies sold in its first month. Capcom's Street Fighter VI went on to reach 3 million sales within seven months. In contrast, NetherRealm's Mortal Kombat 11 achieved 3 million sales in just over a month after its launch. Bandai Namco has pledged ongoing support for Tekken 8 through various content updates, esports events, and music and licensing announcements. The Tekken World Tour 2024 is set to commence on April 13th, culminating in the Tekken World Tour Finals, marking the culmination of the game's inaugural year in esports. Supermassive Games, renowned for crafting choice-filled horror experiences that blur the line between games and interactive movies, has announced its intention to reduce its workforce as the gaming industry grapples with ongoing job losses. In a statement shared on Twitter X, the studio acknowledged the industry-wide challenges and admitted its vulnerability to them. It revealed plans for a studio reorganization and indicated its entry into a consultation period, impacting some of its employees. While Supermassive did not specify the number of employees affected, Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier had previously mentioned that the British developer was contemplating laying off around 90 workers. This decision has been made after careful consideration, with extensive efforts undertaken to explore alternative solutions. Supermassive expressed, underscoring the gravity of the situation. That wraps up today's episode of Morning Martlet, where we've ventured through the twists and turns of the gaming industry. And until next time, keep playing, keep dreaming, and keep listening to Morning Martlet. <laughs>